All right, we on. Um, my man's resume just set the composition of the whole situation. Yes, sir. Um, bro, happy to have you on, but... Um, Blessings, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, this is not even an interview. This is just real talk. We were just talking about um, vices and sacrifices, bro. And um, to add on what I was saying, so basically, I'm going to finish storytelling. So basically, bro, um, what wound up happening was this. I moved back, and I realized you had to be rich just to be poor here. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I was like, yo, if I smoke and if I'm drinking and I'm not trying to f like figure out the beast of New York, because right. like I'm in a situation similar to you, like I'm from Harlem, but I live most of my life in Florida, as okay. you live most of your life on the West Coast. Right. So, when I came back, like I ain't gonna lie, like Rocky and them called me, well, like, like Barry and them tried to Barry, like he was like, yo, like niggas is about to be on, but I didn't really know it, so... Uh -huh. um, no, I'm going to keep it real. I yeah. didn't know niggas about to blow. So, like, their energy wasn't mine. I was in college, fucking white bitches, living yeah. a life. I had groupies. Yeah. Athlete life. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> care about what they had going on. So, when I moved back, I was like, yo, if I fuck this up because I got the same mantra towards life, I'm going to be right back. And you, right. and you know, being young, like, when you move somewhere and you're, like, 21, 22, 23, right. and you're trying to... Um, move to a new city the first thing people do whether you're from a big city or not is be like oh he'll be right back yeah and, yeah yeah they expect you to come back yeah they expect you to come right back and for me i was like nah i gotta try something different me. i'm i'm all about trying something different bro like i ain't gonna lie bro i done dated a big girl before like oh man i'm one of those people i'm exploratory like yeah by all by any means whatever like beneficial for me to survive first yeah. I'm gonna do it. So I was like, let me try to be sober out here for a little while, right? And see if that worked. But what wind up happening, bro? That shit was like Neo in the Matrix. Remember part one of the Matrix? You yeah. Ever seen it? yeah. When like when he when he found out he was the one and he right. seen everything with the numbers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I seen New York. I was like, yo, uh, uh, I, I get how this monster works. Yeah. So, every, the secret to New York is this, and I know people, everyone got their own little strategies to it. But New York tries to work your ass off, but you got to find right, a way right. to make it work for you. Right, facts. And once New York works for you, that's when everything else opens up. So, I think, I mean, I think that's a, that's a, even you making that connection to the Matrix. It's funny, when I first moved out here, my OG set free, he played me the Matrix. Because there was a lot of little different things going on with me at that time that was like kind of separating me from the flock, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. kind of me starting to go off into on my own path. Uh but it's very interesting that you say that you felt like you being sober and like living, you know, living that, that lifestyle to be able to maneuver in New York the way that you felt like you needed to be able to. It's important because my time in New York, um, especially being from the West Coast, it's a lot more slow paced there. But here, the world is here. New York, not just New York. New York is London. It's Paris. It's fucking Japan. It's all of those little things here. And I feel like all the vices are here, too. And I feel like the longer I've been, the, since I've been here, what I've learned is kind of the same thing. It's like, the more I start to cut myself off of certain things that can easily take me out, the better the, the, the better and faster I just become. You know what I mean? And, and my decision making and the way I move, um, you know, section, sectioning off myself from them things, it's done the same thing. Word. Definitely. So, to add on, I ain't say this part. I came up here with a girl, too. Oh, same here. So when I came That's up, that's crazy. Here, I didn't know that. Yeah, same here. See, same I came here. up here with a girlfriend. Yeah. So like, even more, that was even more of a test because oh, like, as as being young and fly or having self confidence. Yeah. New York, they 
they feast on that. White, black, Hispanic, Chinese mm-hmm. don't matter. Like yeah. people fall in love with who you are as a character uh-huh. if you have a lot going on and, pe- and people see it. They can smell it on you. It's like a fragrance, Bro. you know? So like <laughs> it would hurt me to be leveling up in life, but my um, my ex kind of w- was in love with who I was at the at the bottom line. Like she was in love with the PlayStation 1 version. She didn't care about uh-huh. the PS4 version that was coming. She was like, Dog. you know what I mean? She was Bro. like, what, who you are now is good for my life, but yeah. that wasn't good enough for me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. if you wanted to make a long lasting thing out of this, like I'm not trying to be the same person yeah. that you fell in love with. So it's so funny. Um, I feel like other women helped manicure me to control my vices even more because yeah. these women in New York it's the world here so yeah. it's not just beautiful people it's beautiful people who have great conversational skills Facts. beautiful people Facts. who have money and spend it the right way right. it's right. you know all type of situations you learn about yourself more you be like yeah. damn I thought I knew what I liked oh, yeah. nah you don't know nothing yeah. I, can, I can honestly say like New York in a sense the same thing it kind of raised me in a way you know what I mean brought me into like my manhood I, I didn't know you when you first moved here you know, I'm just hearing this stuff for the first time but like when I first moved here the same thing I moved with not with my girl but we was like basically talking and then we both got here then it was like it's on we was together and that was the first time me living with with a with a woman and like all that stuff and I felt like it was a situation where it was like not only could others and her smell what I had on me as far as like being successful and doing the things that I'm gonna do but I could smell it on her as well mm. but I feel like deep down it kind of it, it it made it was like a shift in our relationship to a simple for the simple fact that it was like you know maybe the things that she was doing and the things where I was doing people were always kind of comparing and like oh you you Reggie's girl oh, or, or, okay. or you know something like that and it would it would build a, a kind of small bit of animosity to the point where it's like we both need it you know in, 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 in certain ways me too you know what I mean so it's like in certain ways it was like we had to part so we can do our own thing and grow and like you say run into that you know for her maybe run into that guy that that knows things that I might not know that might show her or me running the women and learn things and do the same thing so uh yeah, New York's crazy for that. It got everything. Damn, that's a that's an explosive intro, bro. That's real. That's real talk. That's like an hour in kind of talk. But um, man, damn, like that's crazy. Um, for me, it, it, it was a little different. But I will say this: it helped me navigate just understanding the um, the patience you have to have while you while you're out here because it's fast paced, but you still got to be patient mm-hmm. because stuff here moves and like. Like six months here can be the equivalent of like a year and a half anywhere else. Right. Like just how stuff moves, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but in reality, the West Coast is so chill, bro. So like, oh, man. like for you, how like, like, like what was that move like? Because, because uh, oh, let me set the stage first, really. All right. So I, I'm probably gonna be wrong. So correct me when I'm wrong. So you moved out here. You, uh-huh. you, was, al- you was already an artist, like clearly. But you had a brand. Mm-hmm. Yep. N- not so, not so much. I think I was making my transition into being the artist. Okay. But I did have a brand already. Yeah. Definitely had a brand already. Now, the funniest thing I think, the dopest part, like when you get brought up, I like to fuck people's mind up because people forget, bro, that you are a force in terms of streetwear with your brand, bro. Yeah. I remember the first time Hype Beast ever posted it. No cap. I thought like some Japanese person owned that. I was like, bro, this is so ill. 
all the blanks look good. Yeah. All the logos look good. Yeah. I'm like, the Japanese got their hands all over this. Yeah. Then I find out my man Reggie behind it. And I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> That's blessed. No, bro. It was literally like, it was, I think you might be the, and, and, and I'm not trying to like dick ride because you're in front of me, bro, but yeah. you might be the first person I know who was the closest to like, a superhero bro like you literally have like a superpower yeah. that people don't know about bro yeah, that, like, that means a lot now yeah. you know how many people attempt to have like any type of clothing brand yeah. whether it's any type of apparel and you sitting around with something that's doing its thing and is did its thing and people respect it and treat it as that as if it's in the focus of what streetwear is you know how many people want to get into that leverage you yeah. know what i mean yeah no nah, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough leverage and like even kind of how I came up and when I, my introductions to streetwear, you know, it was kind of like dropped in front of me. I, w I went to college uh, at the Academy of Art in San Francisco and my dorm was literally, bro, 50 steps from Huff, the skate shop, Huff, the shoe shop, and then Huff, the clothing store. So I'm running in the Keith Huff Nagel, I'm running in the Benny Gold. This is SB days, you know what I mean? I'm running in the I'm running in the you know Megas running the shop. Shout out to my OG, you know what I mean? I'm running into him and and showing these guys my first everything. You know, I'm talking about brands that nobody know that I ever had or ever did, you know what I mean? So Word. it's um you know, I feel like I I always, you know, to kind of like jump back and forth like in this fine art world that I'm in, you know, to like pay tribute to this because this streetwear culture that we have or the streetwear community we have it made me pay attention to things it made me pay attention to art it made me pay attention to detail it made me pay attention to the nuances and the, and just design in general you know at the same time of me going to school for design so um but yeah yeah my, myself and my 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 best one of my best friends and my partner Paolo, uh, Paolo, Paolo. they know him as Paolo Wallo shout to the brother um yeah, we started this beast together, um, and uh, and yeah, it's it's just weird because I feel like we we did that in a time where we were like kind of that first young, new generation brand amongst the older the older generation. So you know, amongst the the ten deeps and the hundreds and all you know all those guys, and we were in that a funny like a funny pocket because after that came really I feel like the you know, when, when it, for me, when streetwear started to become contemporary and it started to evolve into something new, where it's in the, in the place that it's in now. You know, now you have, you know, like, I remember Shane when he was doing, you know, Stay Dirty. Now it's midnight and he's evolved into this designer. And mm. So it's like seeing all these, seeing where this place that kind of where me and P was at and then to see this evolution of where things have happened after that, you know. And then, I mean, and then, and then for us, it's kind of just like we've always just wanted to kind of be that brand that not necessarily because brands do grow with their creators but for us it was more so the brand always kind of representing you know how we fell in love with the things that we fell in love from the gate and that always being a, a pinpoint for a young person whether you know whether an elementary or a freshman in high school to kind of walk through that phase to be with us for a time period and then to train their eye so that they can go to the next thing that, mm. that might come more involved. Um, Wanted to interject real quick. It's funny you talk about the contemporary part, and it's also funny you brought up the OG Mega, shout out to Mega, because they bridged the gap with Black Scale. I feel like like yes. Black Scale, I feel like was yes. that was that was that gap that started helping people go to the 
you know, to 100. the other side of it, 100. including Rocky, you know what I mean? 100%. And it's so funny, because to me, I felt like streetwear was always a family tree system, like really on some Japanese anime type shit. Like, you yeah. know, we all know how it started with Stussy and yeah. Union, yeah. and then Supreme, and then you, you can keep going and keep going and keep going all the way to now. Yeah. So it's so funny, I feel like when they give out that ticket, that your stuff is in the circle of it all. Right. You know, I'm talking about like, you know, I'm even thinking back when Agenda used to actually try to attempt to come to New York. Remember that? Agenda <laughs> yeah. does not come to New York no more because they know it's a different It's a here. different thing. Here, it, it, bro. It's all about. They had one good year with that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think it was. No like, shade to Agenda, but, you know. Yeah, but New York is a different animal. Yeah. So just seeing how, like, in streetwear, to me personally, because I used to work in streetwear, I used to be a creative director of the vault in Harlem. Uh -huh. And I just remember, oh, I wow. felt like they would give you a golden ticket if you were in. Yeah. And I feel like you're one of the last people who got a ticket before streetwear kind of like was the play in the backdrop to what streetwear is now. Yeah, bro. You like, know what I mean? it, 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 it was crazy because even the way that it happened, you know, the whole Red Panther thing, even with that, it happened out of not us necessarily trying to make a brand. You know, I had, I had a, I had a brand named after myself that was Sylvester, and it was carried at this store called Pierce in San Francisco. Mm -hmm, I know they carry, Pierce. yeah, original fake, the whole shebanga bang. So it was like, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, shout out to Pierce, um, uh, Kevin, OG, good dude, fucking. Um, but I didn't want to be. It was funny because I felt like there was a change going too, as far as artists who were involved in having brands as well. Cause was. At the, you know, it was it was talks that he was gonna end original fake, you know what I mean? Because it was messing mm -hmm. with his art career. I've always wanted to be an artist, and I was like, well, damn, like if I got something named after myself, like how can I, how can how am I? That's gonna make my transition into serious art hard, you know what I mean? So I didn't want to have a brand, but on some real on some real rap shit, I went and saw my mom a few months after, and I just saw that she was, you know, you know, our parents, you know, we get older, they, they don't do so well, you know, you know, uh, as time goes by. And so I'm like, if I know how to make a brand and like create a brand, especially from having experience with working with streetwear brands, designing for corporate companies, like, why am I not trying to get the bag? Like, what's, yeah, you speak real what's, shit the, right the, what's the, what's the, what's the <laughs> issue? I feel like I was being selfish, you know what I mean? And so I felt like when I, that plane ride home, I made up the whole, the mantra of Red Panther and how I wanted to, you know how I wanted it to be perceived. I'm from Oakland. I've always been a, a obsessed with just empowering people and the Panthers and the Black Panther movement. So I wanted to use that as our figure, but then at the same time, who didn't want to be rare? You know what I mean? Who wouldn't didn't want to be an individual? You know, and, and bringing those two things to light, and obviously, you know, taking after you know the 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 streetwear Japanese legends because that's how I got into this shit. I remember listening to Lupe Fiasco. And hearing a song of him saying OG like the OG like Hiroshi the Reebok shooter, and I'm like, I'm like, who the fuck is Hiroshi? So I'm on the internet, I find I find Hiroshi out. I find about oh he's number one, Nigo's number two. Oh the bolts, this that and the third, and I got obsessed. So that's that I wanted to Brit and and those guys were the ones at the same time who made me want to be the simple you know, subtle, you know, kind of streetwear, cat, low-key, and I wanted to, I wanted to infuse that, so then doing that, and, and Paolo was already the fucking NSF, he was the, if, if you needed to market and move and get your shit to the people, that's who you was, that's who you were going to, and he was my roommate. Wow. 
And so we came together and, and started this shit together. And so, uh, anyway, that's like a little backstory of how that whole uh, shit, you know, panned out. It's crazy. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna trip you out. Um, when I was a kid, I went to um, art school. I, I was in advanced art. I can draw like real people and all yeah. that. I had See? work. I had work sold at Sotheby's. Uh, all types of shit. Like, oh, yeah, but we, we, you gotta you gotta. You gotta put the pen down, bro. One time, one time. I mean, you already getting your, your I'm, I can't. They can't see it, but they, they you know, they, you already getting your design, creative rocks off right now. What's trippy is I actually don't draw anymore uh-huh. because my mom was like, "We from the hood. You can't do. You can do everything when you're grown, but right now, if you want to be great at something, you got to put your ten thousand hours in the sun. Cause I'm only gonna let you be outside for so long." Oh, wow. So she was like, real. I see you got the skateboard. Yeah. If you want to tear up all your clothes and skateboard, by all means, skateboard. Then my mother was like, hey, if you want to um, like play basketball, you can, you, can follow around, you can follow around your brother and play basketball. Yeah. Or if you want to draw, you're going to have to be inside and doing this and that. I'm going to buy you your kneaded erasers, yeah. your, your tackle box. I'm going to have everything for you from Michael's. Right. And I was like, damn. Skateboarding is ill. Yeah, yeah. And basketball is just natural. Yeah. And then I was living in Florida because we moved. Uh-huh. And in Florida, like shout out to people like Vince Carter, Trace McGrady, but Florida's not known for like real hoopers. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. like it's some underrated dudes from Florida, but uh-huh. like if you from a northern area, New Jersey, Connecticut, right, and right. you go down south and you play, you're gonna kill. Yeah. Because you're just naturally gonna. Yeah. Have a better yeah, the competition uh, from in, in the north is just way stronger. Way yeah, crazy. so like you're a little more comfortable with competition. Right down south, it's not really a um, it's not really a competition. It's a chitlin circuit. So let me explain. Yeah, you was playing like AAU and all that is big down south. Yeah, like North Carolina, yeah. the Carolinas, the um, the the Georgia. So like, so what they'll do down south is, um, a kid to be a, like big time. Or he'll be mediocre, but because his coach was his AAU coach, his coach can refer him to another school. So wow. that school is going to make him start, whether he's right. good or not. Oh, wow. Because they just trust that kid. And Because down south, it's hard to trust a talent if they don't got the grades, if they don't got the mobility. Because, you know, this is not New York where a kid taking a train or whatever. Yeah. Like This is like where people need rides and right. stuff like that. Right. So at that time, drawing was, and it's so funny because this is literally the reason why I moved here. Florida was so culturally stifling that like the skateboarding thing I had to do in secret. Mm-hmm. Basketball I did in public yeah. and, and drawing was, I was almost ashamed to do it because it was almost like damn like damn nigga like why you wanna like like do that corny shit? Like why yeah. you won't invest in this and that and that right, and this. Right, right, right. So that because I had to like basically insulate it, made it burst even more right when I learned about Hiroshi, yeah. and I'm listening to Lupe, and I'm learning, and I'm re- writing out all the brands he's talking about, and go and go yeah. watch. He's talking about <laughs> yeah. Clyde, and he's yeah. talking about all yeah. these different things, and and I always wanted these Vizu jeans. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is people say it to this day, like, bro, when I was a kid, I knew half the stuff that I liked. Then I was going like now, now. facts, and I facts. and I live it, and it's so funny because like because we in the same wavelength, even the fact that you done like dirtied up in the artsy way, your shoes, um, he's wearing um, the Tom Sachs, um, I don't, um, Mars Yard shoes, but them just like another colorway the way you got them. Like they yeah, just right. mad subtle and just more of the wavelength of what I was raised on. Like yeah. I would've, 
probably wear those with like some fragment jeans or something See? like that. Just yeah. in a yeah. whole different yeah. world of it. Yeah. I was my mind was gone. And living amongst that, when you're young, you want to get bitches, you want to get girls. So uh-huh. you like. How am I gonna do this when everybody around me got the fresh crispy <laughs> yeah, ones yeah. on? Oh, they wearing Jabos, yeah, they like wearing Kooji yeah. or Nietzsche yeah. or yeah. all this other stuff that I'm not into. Yeah, and I'm not invested into buying. Yeah, I just wasn't. I, I didn't want to wear my clothes at a two yeah. X. So I was like, I want my clothes to last. I yeah. know later on I'm gonna care. I had that presence of mind early yeah. on. See, I was that cat. I was that cat that was the, that literally had the the, the Jabosh. Uh, denim with the straps in every color, the Jordans, the the tall tees, and all that shit. Miskeen, you know what I mean? Like oh back God. in the day, like all all of that, all of that. Cause how how old are you? How old are you? Uh, I'm 27. You're 27. Be, yes. Yeah, I, I be 28. But like, I'm assuming that means you probably got like three years on. Yeah, I'm 31. Gotcha. And so I was like, it's funny because I feel like, see, it's so it's so. I always like was a bit envious because I felt like when I was in high school, all the skater kids, I was like, I'm not paying attention. You know, I I, I wasn't shitting on it, but I was yeah. like, whatever. But skate culture influences so much, so much. And I was like, damn, like why wasn't I trying to tray flip <laughs> when I was trying out for varsity or you know if you're JV, you know what I mean? Like, so I just think that's dope. That like, it's just tight that like. Things had got to a point within this, within this like community that we that we've come to love. The fact that you got that early and to be in the South and get that, like I feel like I was in Cali where it was literally the next city over, and I just never would go to San Francisco just because Oakland, as Oakland cats, we just you know it would be you know funk whatever and in, in, in SF or you know like that thing. But like the fact that you got rooted at in the South and was able to like hold on to that and already know that. It's crazy. My parent, my, my dad, he would draw all the time around me. But me thinking about it being like a career or something I could take serious, like it was like uh, nah. That's why I went to school for graphic design because mm. my pops was like he was. I was like I want to you know I want to be an illustrator. He's like illustrate. He like look ain't no money in that. If you wanna be an artist, go be a graphic designer. Gotcha. I'm like all right, you yeah. know bet. What happened for me? I know people listen to the podcast tired of the story, but my best friend, yeah, his name Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. He had Wi-Fi in like 0405, bro. So what? Yes, bro. Like he had Wi-Fi before the PS2 could even take Wi-Fi. At home. Yeah, at his crib. Oh yeah, see that's so. He, yeah, he was having. He was living the life. So we was internet the fuck out. We yeah. was in, in his crib making video games. Like we had a Linux, the program where uh, you could make video games. Like we was uh, totally so in the was rabbit hole. Yeah. Like, like we was translating the bait website because because we really thought it cost fifty Gs. Yeah, we didn't know it was just translated to American. We didn't know we wasn't culture. We had to learn. Yeah, we had to learn, and so because of that, I really got to hold on and educate myself enough to to not give up on what I was into. Right. Because because what would happen is you know we would learn about creative recreation, but we wanted to find out who was like us in other cities. Right. So I was. So I was going on people's MySpaces who were like in Chicago, people's MySpaces out there in Cali, and just learning about different people. Used to listen to the pack, heavy, used to listen to currency, uh, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Old old Lil Wayne mixtapes. Yep. And, and, and that's why when I see these new rappers, 
some of their energy I love because it reminds me of like the dedication Wayne. Oh yeah. Not oh yeah. Not the Carter Wayne's because no, 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 people no. forget most little little Wayne's most memorable music is mixtapes. Yep. And just yep. everything that was just underground. It just felt like mm -hmm. what like what I was about. Like most people talked about Mark Jacob Vans. I had Mark Jacob, Jacob Vans. Vans. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it's not even about like making a younger kid feel like, oh I'm better than you because you wasn't there because they wasn't old enough. Nah. But I'm trying to let them know that you gotta be the best you because when I was you, I was the best me. Yeah, facts. You feel me? Facts. And it's so funny because for you, it translates even to a higher level now. Because now, you know, you've ascended to this plane that you may have thought of, but now you're really there and your art is being um, critiqued on, on the most purest level, bro. There's no color when they see, it, like pun intended, there's no color when they see your artwork. You know, like they don't know that this is a black man. What they're saying is this is a creative person right. who's making me have an opinion on a piece. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that, and that, and to get to that point, bro, it, 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 man, it's been a, it's been a journey. It's been a journey for real. And I mean, that, that's been that was a part of the reason why I came to New York too. You know, I felt like in Cali, it was out when after we started the whole rare brand and shit together. Um, we had like got kicked out of our apartment on some on some other shit, and it was kind of like okay, the next step is like L.A., you know. But when I got to L.A., I wasn't rocking with the vibes. It was too cozy. I was too used to living in the city with no public transportation. Like, it just didn't have that energy, you know. I could go on my balcony, hit the hit the hit the weed man. He bring the joint. Like, how am I gonna get inspired? How am I gonna suffer here? in order to create the artwork that I'm supposed to be be making, you know? And so I got that opportunity to come out here and, and rock with the with the OG Set Free, and I did. And uh, It's just crazy how, like, you were, you were talking about being in Florida and, and needing to come to New York and me being in the Cali and needing to come to New York in order for us to kind of get to those, get being that, in, you know, in that environment that was going to push us to, you know, get to the places we are today. Uh, that shit is super important but but all the great artists that I had liked at the time and even the ones that I later on learned about they all did it in New York mm. whether you are a pop artist whether you're an abstractionist whether you are a sculptor they all came to New York you know an architect they've all done it and got busy in New York and I felt like I was like yo if I'm gonna get busy and get taken seriously I gotta be here you know what I mean New York is just that place, man, and you brought up such a good point. Just damn, bro, it's so funny when people say stuff that you live, your mind almost get your your brain gets denser. Like I feel like my brain is hitting the the back wall just knowing how much suffering I put myself through purposely because I understand because you understand that. that you have to break down certain stuff that's in you in mm -hmm. order to rebuild yourself back up the Facts. way you want to. Facts. You know, it's funny a lot of people move here, and the first thing they try to do is reinvent how they look. Right. And I think that's honestly the last of your worries. Yeah. Because internally, your hardware got to be different. Yeah. Because if you play yourself and think that you're going to look different and you're going to get the results you want. Future talk. This only thing that's going to happen is that you're going to be sitting around the wealth and never be able to use it. Yeah. So that's the equivalent of. That's future talk. That's of, crazy. Of, of, of sneaking into a bank, but not being able to access any of the money rather than internalizing what you need to do to Man. make that wealth yours. Cause like whatever you want to look like, you can change that at any time. Bro, you switch, know? switch up your hardware. 
That's crazy. You you, you had to. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I learned that the hard way because what I was doing, bro. When I first moved up here, bro, I was so well polished. You know, like probably by like I moved back 2011. By 2013, 14, because. I'm from Harlem anyway, so my mother always, she cursed me. Because mm. when you from Harlem, you dress like hip-hop videos. Right. So you think that's normal. Y'all had Spit. the swag, though. Like, y'all Absolutely, the, but, Harlem but, had but, the steeze. But at the same time, you are, it's cursed because what you deem as outside wear on the norm is what somebody might wear to the club in the South or what somebody might wear on their, their Sunday's best. Yeah, got, so, got you. So when I see rappers do stuff to this day, I still feel treat them like peers. Yeah. You know, so yeah. so 2013, 14, you know, like when Ye and them saw my Christian Dior denim flow, I was yeah. wearing Dior jeans. Den- yeah, right. You know what I mean? Den- I was I was right there with it. You know, when Ye and them was wearing ABC and Jeremy Sky and 0809, I was right, right there, there as well. Yeah. Getting my education up. Yeah. So when niggas wearing ball made jeans, my silly ass was buying thousand dollar jeans, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. L- trying to live my best life. Yeah. Looking looking crazy. It's so funny. I'm going to show you a picture. Um, I have pictures when I, when I first met Aurora. Yeah. Um, Aurora comes from the graffiti world. All his OGs are the graffiti artists who are in jail right now. All wow. the ones from Five Points. Wow. He didn't um, he didn't get indicted because he was underage. Because he's a little nigga compared yeah, to him. He's yeah, younger. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, so when I met him. He was like in rags, basically. Like he was ratty, kind of like a dirty kid. Damn. He's one of those kids if you seen on the train, you think he'd rob you. And me, I'm all well primped up, Rolex. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ball veggies. I'm looking like basically I'm about to sign a rap deal. Yeah. And then he looked totally different. I was like, damn. My hardware got to match more of what I'm aiming to do because this kid got it, and he looks nothing like me. Damn. But his energy Damn. is helping him move around right. as if he's worth a million dollars. And you felt that. And, and I felt, felt that. that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I need to take a, I need to take a, a step back for a second. Mm-hmm. Just a small little step back, and it'll really help out my situation. So once I did that, I started getting back to, you know, my primary sources like the calls and the mm-hmm. Hiroshis mm-hmm. and the different people and the masterminds and being mm-hmm. like, yo, I could wear the same thing every week yeah and that'll be my signature and people will just know that i don't fuck around you yeah know? yeah like less yeah. is more and, yeah. and, and and getting my words to be my outfit right and getting my movement to, to be, be my your outfit, outfit. in my circle and then once i did that i had to learn the hardest part which is once you do have the self-awareness applying it to people who don't give a fuck man man and i think and I, to be to be to be totally honest with you i think that's something that uh that's been a, always been a challenge for me, you know what I mean, in a sense, because, uh, you know, getting certain, getting people to pay attention, uh, or or, not even just getting any any person to pay attention, but getting that particular individual to pay attention, is 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 a is a is a battle, and sometimes it take it take longer than what you might expect, but back to to the point of uh, you talking about just the you know. It, I feel like I've came across and have too many people uh, that I know that care about more about the outside than switching up the inside. You know what I mean? And like make and taking that time to like break down and reconstruct those motives within, so that you can be able to get to you know get to that place where you can make that move or do that thing that it is that you want to do. And uh, I mean, just, people still struggle with that. That's a, that's a constant thing. Cause it's so you see so much, you see so many other people that have already done that, 
and now they're at the end goal where it's about the fleek and the drip and they're getting it and you feel like damn like i gotta have i gotta step my my fleek and my drip up in order for me to be to, to match up or to or to measure up optical That's illusions which, though yes which which is why i think op, instagram is such a you know i mean you can go into the social media thing fucking a ton but i just feel like it's such a I think it's more of a hindrance than it is a positive thing. I think it's a catch-22. I think if you treat it, if you treat it like cable, yeah, you'll be fine. Cause let me let me give you an example. I treat it like cable, so perfect example. It is the new TV. How you follow people. So look, when I was younger, I can I didn't pay the cable bill, so mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't get mad if my mother didn't want to give us ESPN Classic. Yeah. It wasn't my bill. Yeah. But if it was up to me, I would only have sports channels and, and maybe some mature HBO, Cinemax, and probably like the normal stuff so I could watch the Grammys or something like that. I right, don't know, right, whatever. Right, 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 right. So applying that to Instagram logic, why would I follow a channel that I don't give a fuck about? So why would I subscribe or give my energy to something Man. that has nothing to do Man. with me? So Man. like, so let me give you an example. I don't like love and hip hop. I don't follow the shade room. Fact. I'd rather someone else tell me what's going on with yeah, that. Facts. I don't follow negative people, so I don't care what's going on with negative people. Right. If it if it finds its way to me, to my opinion, I treat this with music, people, whatever. If yeah. it finds its way to me, it was important enough for me to address it. Right, 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 right. Because right. that means someone felt like something within it was something that you needed to know. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, or if it's something I do need to know, I can go venture out and find, find it. it. I don't need to wake up to that shit. Yeah, nah, not at all. No not one does, all. honestly, but people don't know this. And so they play that game. It's a catch-22, absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? And people and people have used it to better their life. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, as we look at this shoe, it's so funny because um, even with this, bro, I'm going to have to do all of this on my own get to the other side mm-hmm. do the hardware part yeah just for people to be in love with the, the actual the actual yeah model the design and, the, and, the and, ship. and that's what's going to make them catch a feeling yeah. but without the the insulation of getting it tight knit when people not watching right that's the only part that matters in anything you do yeah. in a relationship you and your girl could look as good as y'all want together if y'all hate each other it's not a real it's relationship not, it's not a real thing and it's gonna show. It's gonna show it's you gonna show eventually. Regardless. You know, so little things you always have to be cognizant of Facts. that most people aren't. Facts. And you know why? Because uh, people have to remember this one thing: that no matter what you you show, you have to prove at some point. At some point. You know. Yeah. They teach. They, they try to teach you this when you're young, and they try to like tell you to show your work. Yeah. Or, or answers. It's just that they going about it the wrong way. Right. It's like they. They they oppress it on you to the point where you don't want to show your work. So right. people think that you can cheat to do stuff. So people be like, yeah. you know what? I ain't even really want to do that to begin with. So I'ma just treat my whole life like that. Yeah. And you don't and you don't have to do that. As nah. a rapper, you don't have to do that. As a good person, you don't have to do that. Yeah. As a person who has a good job, you don't have to do that. You know, like just just look at stuff for what it is. Yeah. So if I see you and I know that you doing good artwork and I have a gallery. I'm gonna respect what you're doing and be like, you know what? His work needs to be presented in here. Let me reach out to him. Like rather than skipping steps and just putting my nephew's friend in here because right. it's my nephew's friend. Got you, got you, got you. But a lot of that does happen. Yeah, nepotism is yeah, real. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but I don't I, hate I, it I, I think but I think it but I also too, you know, not to 
it, it is people that know individuals that have put in work too, and then you put them in position, and shit happens, and things of that sort too. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, you like, it's like, ah, man, but nah, bro. Crazy. So, on a lighter note, because we just went deep yeah. into the rabbit hole of, of self knowingness. Yeah. Did you listen to that Drake album last night? Did you get a I chance? I did. I did. I did. I did. I ain't gonna lie. I don't, I don't know too much right now, but I'm gonna get my intel. But it seemed like he had to change his album. He definitely. I feel like he definitely went back and sharpened the sword for sure. Yeah. He went back. I mean, but at the same time, he was in a position where he had to. He had to. He had to do that. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't be in that situation that he was in and and not do that. It would have been stupid for him not to. You know. He did not talk about his kid though. That was crazy. Be a stand-up guy. That you was, know what I mean? You, you know. know? And, and, and it's crazy because you know, first listening to like that whole debacle as it happened, I was like, dang, like. You know, Drizzy ain't let people know he had a kid. Like, what? That's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that is. At the same time, it's like, I'm starting to learn, man. Like, and this is just the older I get. You know, everybody don't got to see every side of you. You know what I mean? As a man, as, a, as an adult, as a human being, you do have the right to hold certain things private. You know what I mean? And I just feel like just because the masses or the most people are on Instagram with their kid and this, that, and the third or that thing, that's that man's business. But for him to to even go back, because, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know that man. I don't personally know Ye or Push or any of those, you know, that I don't know them personally, but I know as a fan of all of them, I don't expect any of them to react to anything because these men have built their shits on their own two feet. So there is no tit for tat or back and forth that anybody can say to really break the other man. It's y'all here you know what i mean i think it's even deeper than that i think it's the fact that drake seemed to never get touched mm -hmm. and this was the first time we seen him get we seen him catch on a rap level yeah because we know things off the off the court as we off the court issues he's had he's had run-ins and scraps with people right whatever, right, whatever. right. They, but they on the court them. nobody's ever dunked on him crossed him up yeah you know pusha t got him <laughs> pusha t did get him pusha t got him push did get him he Push got him, and for the first time, we we had to see him respond to someone who got him. Yeah. Not not look when Meek Mill got him, that was off the court. He, he said allegedly you ghostwrite. Mm -hmm. He didn't say that in a rap. Right. Nothing. Right. He was like, wait. And then Drake took it to a point where he knew he could. Well, he he's vaporized the yeah, nigga career, yeah. but the nigga got rebuilt because yeah. he's a real one. But right. he got vaporized. He did. He did you get vaporized. He did. He but did. what wound up happening in this new situation is, you can't get someone who's playing chess. No, 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 and that has, and that's been in it for a very long time. Yeah, and that's a that's a threat. That's a problem. Yeah. Like push is a problem. Like you can't you can't knock, you can't try to act like like push is a is a is a force. You know what I mean? Woo. So I I just I just feel like but Drake is a force in his own way as well. You know what I mean? It's so funny because like when that whole shit was happening, I would hear people go, I would hear people go like, oh, like how dare you know what I mean? Like push like call him out like that like because you know dre got he got the emotions of people for real for real people really like really love drizzy but i'm like you gotta understand like when cuddy was going through his whole thing the way that that, that dre came that cuddy that was some real shit too and nobody would and nobody said nothing but nobody yeah. said shit so this man this man has to be able to take this 
take this L that he did take because he did take it. He owned it. In real time. In real time. But I do respect the way that he replied because this body of work, I don't know if you listened to the whole thing yet. You listen to Have you listened to it all the way through? It's a very fire body of work. It's very fire. It's complete. It's very complete. It's complete. And I feel like he's given us, I think he gave us everything that, I feel like he paid attention to, uh, um, I, you, did you see the little write up that's on the side when you when you when you he wrote that he wrote that it was in all caps so. I feel like he he literally went back in his mind and said I'm gonna literally not only address the current but I'm gonna address every little simple thing from music to to personal to this that and the third and he made a song and touched on every single one of them things and I feel like I feel like side A or, or the, the A side of it is a little more aggressive and then he didn't forget about his women fans and he went to side B and made some some more some more softer records, you know what I mean? And he he came complete. All right, so this is the last theory I have before I'm a, I'm going to leave you with this before we get out of here. So let me trip you out. What if Pusha T did something that no one's even thinking? I think Pusha T may have aged Drake's career to the point where now he's the equivalent of Steph Curry. Steph Curry got a bunch of rings, but Steph Curry might not be into the league when he's 40. He don't, he don't got the ankles for it. You get what I'm saying? Like, 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 I don't see Steph Curry being in the league when he's like 38, 39. He'll be, he'll, he'll be gone. Well, I'm, I'm gonna say this. We, it, for the fact that Push, his, his timeline, and where he's at now. As a somebody who's a who's an executive, one, two, that's still his his project with seven song, with s- literally seven records, may still be the best record out. Still, still may be the best record out of this year. Of this year, shown, like comeback baby. I'm just I run that I run yeah. that shit back yeah. all the time. So we don't know if Drake built like that to be able to even be on that level. I don't like. I, I can't, I, I don't know. But this is my point. My point is that maybe Drake wouldn't have to give people exactly what they wanted on mm-hmm. this project mm-hmm. if Pusha T don't punch him right in the face. <laughs> maybe he give you maybe he give you this three years from now when he wants to leave rap and right. he gives you exactly what you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Because yeah, I yeah. feel like more life was exactly what he wanted to give us, but it wasn't what the fans wanted. Facts. Remember, it was a mix. He had yeah, like a scrap yeah, yeah, interlude yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. nothing to do with that. He, yeah. just, he just wanted to do what he wanted, wanted to do. To do. Right. If you read this, it, it's too late. It's him wanting to do like what he wanted to do, and it yeah. worked. Right. Because cause he had ghostwriters. Yeah. So he was, you know, I mean, those people was writing for their careers and right. for, like for their financial stability. Right. So that leveraged him. More life is more of him writing, but not being able to connect because he's not where those people were at. Yeah. But this album feels like it's exactly what his fans wanted. Yeah. This might be not to me and not to hip hop critics, but to his super fans, this might be like his dark fantasy, like something where he yeah. gives you exactly what he needed because his back was against the wall. Yeah, he I mean, but I feel like he was in that position, I feel like well for him, I don't I mean I don't know. Looking at it, the only thing that could have saved him from this is his fans. So he had to pay tribute to them Regard, like, regardless. Absolutely. My point is this, though. Did he want to do that this early in his career? You see what I'm I get, saying? I get the question so, asking so, now. So, so, did he, did he want to? Did he want to make that play this early? I don't think he did. I think he wanted to rock it out a little long because he, mm. he's rich enough. He definitely didn't. 
but the but the position that this put, album might outshine his Adidas line. Like but, this man. But what do we? Build. But what do we expect from from Drake's Adidas line though? Well, it's a woman's line. I got the T. I can say it on my podcast. It's cool. Oh, okay. This is why we have the podcast. It's a women's line. Yeah, it's a women's line. It's not even for men. But still, He's what doing do we? Women's. But what do we expect? I expected him to do women. No, I'm kidding, but um, <laughs> I didn't expect the budget. Yeah, no, you right, but um, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't it. Like, at the end of the day, man. Like, um, man, we can go deep in it because somebody made a point to me. I it, it might have been somebody made the point to me. I don't know who it was, but they said they said we was talking about art. I know this is a little off topic. I'm sorry, but like they were, we were talking about artists and music artists and artwork. And they were saying it's Drake's fault. They said Kanye gave us my dark twisted fanny Wakando. He gave us, uh, he gave us graduations. He gave us the graduations. He gave us all this iconic shit. And he, he, yeah, he was using art. He gave us Cause and Mirakami. He he was bringing art to music. Same thing with Pharrell and like just the the way that they moved moved and shook and brought worlds together. And then here comes Drizzy, and <clears throat> he's he's because he's such a force in music that hit in the time that we're in as far as memes and all that shit that he's downgraded that whole thing and i'm just like I, I say that to say this when it comes to drizzy especially drake i just want great music i don't want anything I, i'm not looking for anything else from you i'm just looking for i'm just looking for great music and when it comes to the hip-hop shit because he is one of the most slick talking cats in rap you can't not you can't it's irresponsible for you not to address somebody coming at you because when when others have addressed you you said something whether they were og like Common or any of these other ca- or, or any, Joe Budden or, or Joe Budden, like any of them, you addressed it. But when Push came for you, and he came, you, I don't think you gave. I don't think you gave. Uh, I don't think you. I don't think you did what we thought you were supposed to do. And back to your point, this move that he made, you. I think you're absolutely right. I think that. He didn't want to make that play this early on in his career. I think he did want to play around still and move around a certain way, but push put that pressure. Even push listen, literally push, no pun intended. Even listening, <laughs> even listening to the lyrics, he's talking about like having assassins and people put hits out on people. So that's how deep it is. So basically, you can't lose to the point where if you lose, someone got to pull out the gun like a um, yeah. um above the rim. Yeah, because you pocketing them loss. I mean, let's be real, bro. He, 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 his his son. Is gonna grow up, and Pusha T has made an, an, a piece, a body, a, a, a piece that will not be forgotten in rap history, that is named after his son. One, two, that has him on the cover. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna have to answer to his little man's at some point about that. Yeah, Drake was better off with a Twitter argument. Remember when Ye was arguing with uh, Wiz? He was like, "I own your son." Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're gonna have to answer to that. You know, and elite, and and the, and the thing is, you know, I see I. Man, I can't, I don't, no shade, this is just me being a fan of hip-hop. In rap, you gotta, you gotta show up. And I, but his showing up for him is this album. And right now, I'm enjoying it. I think it's, I think this shit is wavy. Yeah, so, oh man, damn. Damn, that's, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so what you got coming up? Uh, now I'm just. 
honestly, it's, 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 I'm just really in the studio, living life, trying to get inspired, get inspired from living, from living life, travel. That's um, so, I'm so jealous, bro. I'm, because like, you just said in the studio, so it sounds like some rap shit, but yeah. it's really some high art shit. Yeah, I'm just, oh, in the, that's I'm just, level. I'm just in the studio, cook, you know, painting, trying to, trying to, you know, it's, 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 it's me versus myself mm. right now, you know? I'm in a place where there's 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 a few things coming up. Like uh, I'll be in a group show um, at Jeffrey Dice Gallery um, September 15th. Um, next year I'll uh, have a solo exhibition at my gallery's uh, first space. Um, but other than that, even those things just depend on me being able to to stand on my own on, on my own two feet when I'm facing myself in the in the studio on the surface on the canvas gotcha and just trying to just trying to push my envelope you know and it's uh it's just great to be in a time now where you see people being you know you see competitors going head to head whether in music or whether in art or whether in other forms of art fashion whatever it may be and people breaking boundaries and things and it just I'm I'm in a great place because I don't there's no pressure, but the times that we're in makes me want to compete and continue mm. to compete and uh, and be the best at where I'm at. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Damn. Well, I'm just happy we blessed, bro. We winning, and we can talk about then because now is amazing. Yeah. And I can't say that for everyone because it's not my job to, but, but we're here and... Make sure you get your shoe. Bless, bro. <laughs> or, or, yeah. or plural, because because you know it's the Air Force One too. You yeah, know, it's but. gonna be a, it's it's heaters. Yeah, you got some heaters right now. Yeah, man. Um, damn. And with that, we out. <laughs>